You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Thursday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And on today's episode, we're going to be getting back into our positional previews. Obviously, we had a lot of news that came out yesterday. We had some depth chart reviews the previous day. So, Want to actually get into our positional previews. Today, we're going to be breaking down the running back position, grading that out, giving you a sleeper pick there. And then we're also going to be talking about the wide receiver position. And there's kind of a surprise person I want to talk to you about that I think could be an, a huge impact kind of guy this year. And then finally, on segment number three, we're going to get into transfer targets. Iowa has, you know, kind of a, a varying number of scholarships available at this point. Could be, you know, right now it looks like three. If Joe returns, if Joe, Bo, no, Jordan, sorry, if Jordan Bohannon returns and Joe Wieskamp leaves, could be four. We're going to talk about the guys that Iowa should target and then talk about the team in general. Where should Iowa be targeting and why should they be targeting certain spots? We're going to be talking all about that on the show today. Before I get into any of that, if you remember, I had Frank Garza on the show a couple weeks ago talking about the Elevate program and what it did, what it does for people and what it did for Luca Garza. I have personally experienced it myself. It is a phenomenal program. Highly recommend you check it out. Go to sportshood.net. They have a level one program opening up at the end of April and a level two immediately following that. For only $125, you can get some of the same principles and lessons that Luca was able to use to put together two amazing seasons. And you can apply that to other areas of your life that's not basketball, right? It's just whatever's happening in your life, you can apply a lot of these same principles. It has been really amazing for me. So let's get into the talk about Running backs, uh, again, going through the positional preview. One of the things I wanted to talk about is I read a preview. I do like to you know keep up on what national media is saying about the Iowa Hawkeyes. And one of the quotes I saw from Athlon, Sport, Athlon Sports excuse me, was the fact that one of their big storylines was the fact that Iowa has no running back depth behind Tyler Goodson. They made note to how many carries Ivory Kelly Martin had last year. What they're forgetting is that Ivory Kelly Martin was once the starter for the Iowa Hawkeyes. However, Makai Sargent took his place, and then eventually Tyler Goodson took Makai Sargent's place. That does not mean Ivory Kelly Martin is a bad running back. Over his career, he's had 136 carries for 602 yards and averaged a 4.4 yard per carry clip. Now, why that's important, I do agree, right, that you know Iowa and their running back depth is something we should watch, but the number two is a solid number two. I would like to have Ivory Kelly Martin ready to go. Seems like he's going to be healthy and, and there. And Iowa does use their second running back quite a bit. I looked back to until 2008. There's only been three seasons really where running backs have had kind of the lion's share of carries. Like I would say 70% or more of the carries. Now, I didn't go through and, and specifically do the math on everything, but it was kind of a, a looking at it, and I basically saw – that there were three years since 2008 where Iowa had one running back who really dominated the carries. 2017, we had Akron Wadley. Back in 2011, we also had some lion's share of the carries as well. Um, I believe that was going to 
Marcus Coker, but I can follow up on that. And then we had Sean Green in 2008, which everyone knows about Sean Green and what he was able to do in that 2008 season. There is no reason in hell you're ever going to not give him the ball, right? You want to give him the ball every single time back in that season because it was an historical season for Sean Green. And back in 2011, it was, let me pull it up. Yeah, it was Marcus Coker. So I was right there, um, the main the main guy carrying the ball for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, we've also seen Iowa have some significant issues with injuries at the running back position. When they made the Orange Bowl, they had to rely on two true freshmen, one being a gray shirt in Adam Robinson. And, you know, both those guys ended up leaving the program. But Iowa has had issues in the past in some of their big seasons with injuries. Now, obviously, I don't hope that happens. Tyler Goodson could be an, an All-American type of back next year, especially with some, you know, tutelage under Liddell Betts, another guy who was arguably the best back in in the Kirk Ferentz era um, and arguably one of the best backs in the program ever. But Tyler Goodson could put up all American type of numbers this season as Iowa looks to repeat the kind of success they had last year on the ground. Last year, they averaged 4.6 yards per carry, which is phenomenal. You know, Brian Ferentz wants to get to that 4.5 mark. He feels like 4.5 is how Iowa can be successful last year. They're at 4.6. Can they do it again this year with really a pretty new line, a pretty um, unfamiliar line with each other? I think they can, especially when you have a guy like Tyler Goodson there and a backup like Ivory Kelly Martin. But the real storyline here is who is going to be behind them? Because right now on the roster, we only have two scholarship running backs behind those guys, Gavin Williams, LaShawn Williams. Gavin Williams coming out of high school was the 37th ranked running back in the nation. He had offers from Iowa, Iowa State, Michigan, and Nebraska. Last year, he got eight rushing attempts for 28 yards, so he got in the game. LaShawn Williams, not so much. Top 700 back out of Illinois. His only major offer besides Kansas State was Iowa. Um, the, the scouting report on LaShawn, since we haven't seen a lot of him, was not a home run hitter, a very reliable, durable back, and a future starter, but he did not see any action last year. So in my opinion, going into this offseason, Gavin Williams is the number three, and that number three is going to get carries. If Iowa's blowing out a team, the three and the four are going to get carries, but undoubtedly, there will be some carries for that number three running back. So it is important. It's an important battle to watch. Also, don't forget about Devin Hilson. He's enrolling normally out of North. Um, not going to be enrolling early. He's listed as a running back. I could see him switching in the future, depending on how positions shake out. But this it's an interesting position. Um, I have to give it a B plus simply because, you know, when you look at what Tyler Goodson can do, anytime you have an all American caliber back like that, a guy who will be drafted in the NFL, uh, you know, obviously, contingent on on his 40 time and whatnot you got to give you got to give a good grade to that position and the fact that they have a former starter in ivory kelly martin coming back that also bodes well my player to watch is gavin williams because again that third running back is going to get carries he's likely going to get between 20 and 40 carries barring a major injury and then the breakout player is ivory kelly martin he is going to be back on the map i expect him to get around 100 carries Brian Ferentz wants to get the ball to Tyler Goodson, undoubtedly. But he also wants to get him the ball in different ways, not just at the running back position. And we saw last year a couple times with you know with, with Tyler Goodson and Makai Sargent, both running backs in the backfield. I expect a similar thing with Ivory Kelly Martin, both backs having a lot of speed, a lot of agility. That will be very interesting to see how defenses handle that. So I expect Ivory Kelly Martin to get at least 100 carries, and I expect him to be the breakout player for the Iowa Hawkeyes at the running back position. That does do it for our running back position preview. Let me know what your thoughts are. Again, the big question is who's going to take that number three spot? I think it's going to be Gavin Williams. Coming up on segment number two, though, we're going to get 
get into the wide receiver position because that has been a very interesting, I should say, position for the Iowa Hawkeyes since Kirk Ferentz has taken over. It had some, you know, a dearth of talent. Back in the Orange Bowl season, they had a ton of talent, um, dipped quite a bit, and now they're back on top. But they have two wide receivers that are going in the NFL draft. So what does Iowa do from here? We're going to talk about that on segment number two of the show. But you know I got to tell you about rockauto.com because it is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all of your auto and body part needs from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. The best part about rockauto.com is that the prices are always reliably low. I can personally attest to this. I saved $50 at rockauto.com on two parts as opposed to going to the brick and mortar store. That's a huge difference. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast at. Now let's get back into our positional preview, going through the wide receiver position. Iowa, again, they're in a position that is quite interesting for them. They are about to have one, if not two, wide receivers drafted for the first time since Marvin McNutt went in 2012. Now they had a down year, both of them, Amir Smith-Marset and Brandon Smith, in their senior season, um, I would say largely due to the inconsistent play at quarterback. I think if you had Nate Stanley, both those guys would have been, you know, all Big Ten selections without a doubt. But they put on a showing at their combines. Brandon Smith, not a straight line burner, but absolutely can jump out of the gym. Showed a lot of explosiveness. Amir Smith Marset putting in a four four forty. That's what you want to see from a guy like Amir Smith Marset, um, especially coming off an ankle injury that he kind of caused to himself. But fantastic showing. They're going to be drafted. Who's after them, though? Right now, on the depth chart, is Nico Regani and Tyrone Tracy Jr. are slotted in as the starters. Behind them is Charlie Jones and Max Cooper. This is a position with a lot of potential and a lot of talent and a lot of people. So what is that going to look like? I think Nico Regani and Tyrone Tracy Jr., you've seen them play. I got to be honest, Nico Regani scares me as a starter. He needs to catch the ball more consistently. He's had some issues with drops. Now, Tyrone Tracy is a guy who I am very, 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 very excited to see him play this year. He is my projected breakout player. When Brandon Smith was out of the lineup two years ago, Tyrone Tracy had 17 catches in three games for 263 yards. His 16.4 yard per catch average with Nate Stanley was in line with guys like Quinn Early, Tim Dwight, Maurice Brown. This guy is absolutely a beast with the ball in his hands and I would like to see Iowa get the ball in his hands a lot more on crossing routes give him the ball in space so he can run around Tyrone Tracy Jr. is my breakout player again Nico Regani has the potential we've seen him come up with some big time catches we've also seen him drop the ball a lot so what does Iowa do with that um, Nico Regani in my opinion is the one guy who maybe isn't as firmly in as a starter at this point, especially because he's not the guy who's going to be playing the slot. In my opinion, that is Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones and Max Cooper are listed as the two, on the two deeps. Charlie Jones, we saw the speed that he had for punt returns. He is a ballsy guy, 
And that's the kind of guy you want going over the middle. And he fits that mold for Iowa quick, short, or quick, small, and fast, I guess I should say. And I think Charlie Jones is another guy who could probably catch 40 to 50 balls if Spencer Petras is able to play more consistently at the quarterback position. Charlie Jones will be a beast. Max Cooper is an interesting one, a guy who's battled quite a bit of injuries throughout his time at Iowa, never really had an opportunity to, to shine. And I think the only play I remember of Max Cooper is him dropping a goal line fade a couple years ago. So for him, it's interesting because he decided to come back. He had an extra year of eligibility due to the fact that it's COVID. Everyone gets an extra year. He decided to use that extra year and return to the Iowa Hawkeyes. You don't just return to just sit on the bench. I think he is buying for an opportunity in that rotation. He is going to, without a doubt, have the first crack at it. He's the most experienced wide receiver on this roster. So can he make an impact? It'll be interesting to see how that handles because he has a lot of guys behind him. Now, everyone wants to look at Arlen Bruce and Keegan Johnson, and I think those are both guys who could get some touches, although I don't see them as guys who are going to necessarily be ready to start, even though they are early enrollees. Brody Brecht is also not going to get touches. He's playing his baseball season. He's not going to come till later. So when I look at some of those you know, incoming freshmen, Arlen Bruce, I think, will get some Get some touches as a gadgety kind of guy, kind of like we saw with Amir Smith-Marset his freshman year. I think Keegan Johnson as well could get similar t- touches that Amir Smith-Marset did. Iowa wants to break in some of those guys. Those guys are going to be huge for the potential of this Iowa Hawkeye offense. But they're going to be breathing down the necks of not only Max Cooper, but some of the other guys who have been in the program for at least a year at this point. And those are Quavon Matthews, Deontay Vines, and Desmond Hudson. Hudson is... A third-year player in the program. He's a big-bodied guy, six foot three, two hundred pounds. He brings an element to this offense that we don't really get with some of the other guys right now in that offense. You know, Nico Regani, not exactly a big guy. Tyrone Tracy listed at basically six foot, a hair under. Um, Nico Regani, I'm gonna look him up real quick as well to confirm. He's also listed at six foot. So Iowa right now, if they were to roll out a lineup of Nico Regani and Tyrone Tracy and Charlie Jones, that is a very short wide receiver group. Now, you don't have to be tall to be a good wide receiver, but you would like to have someone who can go up and get those those jump balls, and I don't, I have not seen it yet with Max Cooper. So, to me, that potentially leaves Desmond Hudson. Everyone else on this offense, I think, doesn't really fit that mold. Even Max Cooper, he's a six-foot guy as well. So, I think Desmond Hudson, to me, is the, the guy who I would say is a sleeper coming into the season. He's going to be a guy who can maybe get some goal line touches. I expect Iowa to really utilize the tight end position more in the red zone as well, just because we don't have a guy like Brandon Smith. We don't have a reliable guy like Amir Smith-Marset. So Tyrone Tracy Jr., a guy who needs the ball in his hands with open field. Charlie Jones could get 50 catches, in my opinion. Nico Regani needs to improve his hands. And Desmond Hudson should be the sleeper coming into this year because he is one of the only big-bodied kind of guys that I think can make an impact on this roster right away. And again, expect Arlen Bruce and Keegan Johnson to get a few touches or expect Deontay Vines and Clayvon Matthews, if they can hold them off, to get a few touches. Iowa wanting to make sure they have that depth built up, wanting to make sure they know what they're getting in some of those younger guys. So in my opinion, when I look at this roster, the grade, I had to switch, I had to kind of break it out a bit because in general, the depth, I would say, is an A+. There is talent all over this roster. Um, I, despite losing Brandon Smith and Amir Smith-Marset, there is still a ton of talent on this team and some experience. Starters, I'm saying B-. Nico Regani needs to improve his hands to be a more effective wide receiver, to be a more consistent wide receiver. Max Cooper has been battling injuries. We haven't seen Charlie Jones 
in the starting lineup or get a ton of touches at the wide receiver position. And Tyrone Tracy Jr. is a guy who I expect big things from. But again, that doesn't give you an A just because of Tyrone. That gives me a B minus, in my opinion, for the starters. That's my thoughts on the wide receiver group. Again, a lot of this comes down to quarterback play as well. How good is the quarterback play? Can Spencer Petras or whoever is slinging the ball back there get the ball to these wide receivers? That is going to be a big deal because that's why we saw the production slip for Amir Smith-Marset and Brandon Smith. Let me know what your thoughts are, though. Are you having any concerns about this wide receiver position? Who do you think are going to be the starters? Again, I don't see a way where Nico, Tyrone, and Charlie lose their spots. I could see Max kind of getting jumped, but again, that experience is there. But there, it's a good problem to have. There are so many starter quality players in this locker room for the Iowa Hawkeyes at that wide receiver position. And I'm not even talking about some of the walk-ons who are highly touted as well. So lots of fun to be able to see who is going to take that next step for the wide receiver position. Coming up on segment number three, though, we're going to get into the transfer portal because it is going to be a hot topic for the Iowa Hawkeye basketball squad. They need to figure out who they're targeting and start targeting them ASAP in that transfer portal. We're going to go through some of the guys we want to get and some of the guys we think Iowa should not go for. That's all coming up on segment number three. Before we get into that, though, betonline.ag is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television. Real-time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up today. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today for your free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's right. Go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And we've been telling you about Built Bar for a while now because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. And today's matchup is actually not decided yet because we have a battle between mint brownie, coconut brownie chunk. As I'm recording this, I think mint brownie should win because it is phenomenal. And if it does, it's going to the championship round. Get that championship versus cookie dough chunk. My opinion, mint brownie. Either way, though, you can't go wrong. And when you want to buy either one of these Built Bars, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back tomorrow to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. And you got to check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast because if you love the NFL Draft, then they have you covered. Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak and Locked On NFL Draft, they give you the latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast at. Now let's get into the transfer portal because there is a lot of talk. Iowa needs some guys. Let's do a quick rundown of the roster. And I'm sure if you're listening to the show, you've already done some rundowns yourself. But right now, we're going to exclude Jordan Bohannon. I still don't know what's going on there. I don't think the legislation is going to go through. He could return. He might not return. It is unfair, though, to Aaron and Joe for him to kind of leave that up in the air because they need to decide what their future holds. Do they want to be a backup for another year? I cannot imagine both of them will. So if J-Bo returns, I could see Iowa potentially losing one of those guys. So it is important for him to decide quickly. 
We also do not know about Joe Wieskamp. It would be amazing if he returns, but I'm not counting on it. Luke is gone, and Jack Nungie is definitely gone as well as we talked about yesterday. That leaves two point guards on the roster, two scholarship point guards, Aaron, Joe Toussaint, and for me, both these guys I would like to see more of, but I also wouldn't say this is a strength of the team. I would say this is probably one of the biggest weaknesses, and I'll get to that here in a second, which is the biggest weakness. At shooting guard, we got two scholarship guys, C.J. Frederick and Tony Perkins. I love C.J. We all know that, and I love Tony Perkins and what he brings on the defensive side of the ball. I actually would love to see a small ball lineup with both C.J. and Tony in the lineup because Tony can drive and C.J. can, you know, pick and pop. So that'll be a lot of fun. We got four scholarship wings if Connor McCaffrey returns. Again, I do not think Connor's going to return, but that is not my decision to make. I'm just basing that off of the fact that he has a better future in baseball and he's dealing with some injuries due to basketball. Now, Patrick McCaffrey is also on the roster and we got both the Murray twins, Keegan and Chris. Those are our four wings. I would say at this point, that's a relative strength of the team. It would be great to see them get one more guy that could play a wing um, and maybe allow Keegan to maybe come off the bench for one more year or Patrick to come off the bench. I like both those guys. I have no problem with either of them starting or both of them starting, but I would like to see one more guy kind of join that rotation, especially if Connor leaves. There right now, though, is one big, and that's Josh Ogundale. And I, I next year I could see him playing 10 to 12 minutes. I would not have a problem with him paying, playing 10 to 12 minutes. He's a big kind of guy. I think he can be a defensive enforcer for the Hawks. Still need to develop a little bit more offensively, but Iowa clearly needs at least someone there. Whether it's a starter or a backup, they need a, a, just a body there at this point. I would like to see, though, a high-level starter. So let's get into the guys that I do want, and then we'll get into the guys that I don't want. And I don't mean this as a, as a mean thing to any of the guys I don't want, but there's a lot of guys in the transfer portal, over 1,000 guys. I expect maybe one or two guys, maybe even to transfer again from Iowa. Over the course of this next couple months, we could see one or two more guys leave, depending on what are some of the, the situations with you know Joe and Jordan. But there's many guys in the portal, and if Iowa can get one or two of these guys, I think they're going to be in a great position to contend next year. Now, one of the big issues for Iowa was defense. So one of the things I focus on heavily from a big man perspective was, can they either stretch the floor or can they play defense which brings me to Rutgers Miles Johnson Miles Johnson he's a defensive nightmare for teams when he can stay out of foul trouble now that's going to be the key does Iowa want to risk that where you have a guy like Miles Johnson who can be an enforcer down low but also might only give you 10 minutes especially with Fran McCaffrey's you know kind of, you know, approach to handling foul, you know, foul participation so Miles Johnson though a defensive nightmare not necessarily giving you a lot offensively but I don't think the uh, the identity of this team next year, especially if Jordan doesn't return, is going to be de- you know offense as much as it will be defensively. They're going to need to contend defensively. They're going to need to be active. And Miles Johnson gives you that presence. And then if you have a guy like CJ who can hit some shots and you got some guys who can drive to the baskets, we're still going to have enough offensive production. But defensively, I would like to see us improve there. And especially with how loaded the big man position is in the Big Ten, even with Kofi probably leaving, even with EJ Liddell definitely leaving. Um, it sounds like Liam Robbins is staying, not transferring or anything like that, but that's still a big deal. Some other guys. Trey Mitchell from UMass, big man, 18.8 points per game, 7.2 rebounds per game, 1.5 blocks, 1.2 steals, and he shot 37.5% from three. Why wouldn't you? If you put up that kind of production, why would you not want to play at Iowa where I, they're gonna, you're going to be featured in that offense? Right? Why would you not want to play at Iowa? 
you're going to be featured just like you saw Luka Garza. Another big man, Tanner Groves out of Eastern Washington, Washington, six foot nine, averaged 17.2 points per game, 8.2 rebounds per game, shot 56% from the floor. And he's got a brother as well, Jacob Groves, six foot seven and shot 36% from three and played 20-ish minutes for Eastern Washington. Groves kind of put himself on the map during the NCAA tournament. Both those guys will be good additions. It gives us another wing, which I told you I think we need another wing. Not necessarily a starting wing, but just another wing. And having a wing who can come off the bench and shoot threes like that would be huge. Having a guy like Tanner Groves, again, not the biggest lineup ever, but having a six foot nine guy like that would be huge and a guy who's really active on the glass. All right. Parker Fox is a guy who Iowa actually has been in contact with, but I think he's going to go to Minnesota if he can. Sounds like he's heard from over 100 programs at this point. He's a six foot eight wing, though, who won Defensive Player of the Year in D2 and averaged 22.3 points per game and 9.9 rebounds per game at Northern State. Again, seems like he's going to Minnesota, but Iowa would be smart to at least contact him. He would fit well in this offense, too. Now, looking at the guard position, as I said, I don't think you can look at point guard and say, wow, that's a strength out of all the positions on the Iowa basketball team. I think that's probably potentially the biggest weakness. And not to say that I don't trust Aaron or Joe, but if you if you have three open scholarships, let's get the best guys. And so to me, that means Marcus Carr. We've seen Marcus Carr at Minnesota. He's looking into the NBA, you know, looking to see if he can get, you know, if he's going to be selected where he'd be selected at. If he returns, though, he has some familiarity with Iowa. Just obviously playing against them. That would be a huge deal for Iowa to get a guy like Marcus Carr that can beat guys off the dribble, can shoot the ball, and has good court vision. Um, he is a phenomenal player, and that would be a huge deal for Iowa. It would absolutely elevate the position to new heights that we haven't seen at that point guard position in quite some time. Another guy to watch out for, in my personal opinion, is Armand Franklin, six foot four guard out of Indiana, shot 42.4% from three. A lot of guys transfer from Indiana. I'm guessing some of them will go back. But to me, you, it gives you a, a kind of a lengthy guard who can shoot the ball well off the bench. Again, giving you some opportunities there as well. Now, who are some guys I don't want? Rocket Watts. He's a guy who Iowa had talked to coming out of high school. He doesn't bring us anything that we don't already have, and he struggled at Michigan State um, with his shooting touch. We don't need that. We don't need people who can't shoot the ball. I also, Nate Reavers would be really interesting. He's transferring from Wisconsin. Two years ago, I would say, heck yeah. This year, not at all. Is it coaching? I don't know. I think he could be a good fit in the offense, but what does that give you that, you know, you how does that elevate your team? I don't know if it does. So Nate Reavers would be a guy I'd be very interested to see how Iowa looks at. Also, Christian Lander out of Indiana um, kind of struggled this year. Not, a, not necessarily a great shooter. I don't think it upgrades us over Aaron or Joe. And then Jack Nolan is a guy who Iowa has been connected with quite a bit. He can really shoot the three ball well. But when I watch his film, all he is doing is running off screens and shooting. Yes, they're off balance. Yes, he can hit from anywhere on the court. But I didn't see anything that makes me think that's going to help us beat an Oregon or help us beat any solid teams in the NCAA tournament. I'm not looking at these guys to see who can get us through the Big Ten and get us to the tournament. I want to win some games in the tournament. I don't think Jack Nolan's the guy, but if we get him, we at least have a strong three-point shooting, a three, another strong three-point shooter. But it just worries me. I don't think he brings what we're really needing for Iowa on that defensive side of the floor. That's my talk on the transfer targets. Let me know if there's any guys you think Iowa should be targeting. And as we find out more about who Iowa is targeting, because they have to target someone, they need some more guys to fill up some of these scholarships, we'll let you know right here on the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. Again, thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate you tuning in to today's episode of the show. We'll be back tomorrow doing more positional breakdowns, probably talk a little bit about name, image, likeness, all that fun stuff on the show tomorrow. Again, thank you all for tuning in. Please make sure to follow us wherever you downloaded 
the podcast at and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a fantastic Thursday, though, Hawkeye Nation, and let's go Hawks.